0: Hello there. My name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching. Also remember to join my wife and myself over at Grace Teaching Ministries on Facebook. We thank you that you're here and letting us be an encouragement to you. Remember you're the most important person here because without you we can't teach and we learn so we can teach. We teach so we can learn. So we're going to talk a little bit about something the prophet Isaiah said and it is Christmas time and you know, this is a really famous scripture uh, around Christmas time, uh, but I believe, you know, it, it's, it's not only uh, important for Christmas, but it's, I think it's applies to every day of our life as believers in Christ. So let's, let's go through it. First of all, Isaiah 96 is going to tell us this. There's a lot here in this verse to unpack, and uh, I'm going to read that. Uh, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So let's unpack a lot of things out of this verse. There's a lot of things to look at here. Uh, First of all, the Son will be given to us. This implies the Savior's deity. Okay. He existed before his birth. Okay. As the second person of the Trinity. We look at John's gospel in chapter one. The word was with God and uh, was God and without him, all things were made by him and without him, nothing was made. We see in Colossians uh, chapter one, verse 16 and 17, where Paul describes Jesus as being the creator of the universe and all all things are held together in him. And uh, and so he existed in the form of God. Uh, we're going to read from Philippians 2, 6 and 7. Although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. You know, and so that's where we get uh, in John's gospel, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus can relate to all the hardships that we go through in life, and, uh, you know, as as we live in these earth suits, uh, he lived in one as well, and so we're going to take a look at, uh, first of all, the role of a king in the old covenant, and that was to keep the people of Israel on track, okay, and... Uh, under this new covenant, though, what we see there is that Jesus, he keeps his people on track today. OK, and so there's a let's take a look at this verse again. But the government will be on his shoulders. Now, what does that mean? As, uh, as we look at the government will be on his shoulders. Remember, the government will rest on his shoulders. This affirms his lordship. Okay, so this verse looks to a time still future when Christ will reign over the literal, earthly, uh, geopolitical kingdom that encompasses all the kingdoms and governments of the world. Okay, a couple of reference verses Daniel 2, verse 44, and Zechariah 14, verse 9. But Jesus, uh, King of Kings, uh, keeps his people on track today. Under the new covenant. Okay, so that's the neat thing. And we see uh, what that means. The government will be on his shoulders. Okay, so everyone must submit to the governed authorities. Get this, Romans 13, 1. This is what Paul's talking about. He's talking about submitting to him. Okay, because the government is now on Christ's shoulders. And so we uh, look at Romans 13.1. It says everyone must submit to the governed authority for the authority comes from God. And those in position of authority have been placed there by God. So God has placed his son in a position uh, where he is king of kings. We see that uh, Paul writes to the church in Christ at Philippi uh, that every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. In heaven, on earth, under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of the Father, God. Uh, keep this in mind. Jesus, or Paul is saying here, should bow. Everybody should bow. That doesn't mean everybody does. But everybody should because he is king of kings and lord of lords. Okay? And so that's what it means. Uh, If you've ever wondered what that means, the the, you know the weight of the world is going to be on his shoulders. That's not referring to sin. That's referring to him being King of Kings. Okay. And so next thing to look at here is a wonderful counselor. You know, I uh, I've been counseled by uh, many good Christian pastors and counselors, and that's one thing I enjoy about being counseled is. you uh you get teaching, you get something you needed to hear, and uh, so it's encouraging and but the thing about it is with Jesus as a wonderful counselor, remember he's merciful, he's full of grace, and that's why when we uh, look at Philippians one six Paul says this, being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So, folks, the good work in you is what? Well, that's the wonderful counselor. Now, the reason why he's called wonderful counselor is because he loves you and me unconditionally. That's why he lives in us, folks. Jesus comes to give his life to us, okay? He gave his life for us so he could give his life to us so that he could love us unconditionally and transmit this love through us, okay? So remember that the Lord is going to train us, uh, as uh, as the Lord uh, trains uh, those He loves, and we see that uh, we see that He's going to do that. In uh, Philippians 1:6, that He will begin this work. This starts at, at the moment of conversion; it goes clear with us until we're absent from the body, present with the Lord. Okay, so uh, sometimes we'll be in these classes, and I like to call them classes. We're always in a class if you're in Christ. And so a lot of times we need to get in the habit of asking the Lord, okay, as our wonderful counselor, we want to go to him and get in the habit of asking him this question. What can I learn in this class? You see, and so we're always in class. Keep that in mind. Some classes are nice. Some classes are not so nice. Okay, some are uncomfortable. Some are lonely, you know, sometimes you might feel alone with the Lord and he might just whisper to you and say, well, what you can learn from this is I'm enough. Okay, so keep that in mind. But we're always in class. Uh, The word discipline, actually, in the Greek language, it just means to train uh, and educate children or instruct them. And that's what he does as our wonderful counselor. He educates us, he trains us and uh, he instructs us. Okay. the Holy Spirit, he's given us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will convict us of our righteousness in Christ. Remember, because of what Jesus Christ did for us and because of who we are in him, we are always in a right standing with our father by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, period. It was that very life that we were placed in. Now he is our very life and that life is what's given us a right standing with God. God made him who had no sin to be sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Next thing to look at is uh, mighty God. Jesus is our mighty God. And so the prophet Isaiah here in uh, chapter 9, verse 6, is describing Jesus. And this uh, benefits us. So it's, it's us in Christ. We, get, we benefit from this. Okay. So remember, God is omnipotent. Okay that means that uh it means that he's all powerful okay and so when when we understand our father uh loves us this way uh we can trust that he is in the process of using everything as a tool to help form us into the people he wants us to be in okay you know, Jesus is also, because of his mighty power in us, uh, we have to remember he's omniscient. Okay, what does that mean? It's, it's actually the state of having all knowledge. That's why we, we look at, uh, you know, Colossians 2, 3, which says, In him are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge, you see there. And so remember, Christ in you knows everything. He knows everything about what you're going through. He knows everything about what you're going to be going through. And so nothing surprises him. Keep that in mind. Finally, uh the one thing to look at here, the next thing is Jesus is our everlasting father. He is a father to the fatherless. Many of us have had fathers, and uh personally, uh my father is home now in heaven, and he uh he was my brother. I have to see him as my brother. In Christ when he departed, when the Lord took him, and now I see Jesus as the father of the fatherless, okay, and so remember that uh, uh, that father of ours is, uh, you know, my mom and dad both taught me about him, uh, his nature, my mother was very nurturing, unconditional loving type, uh, very soft, and my dad was on the other hand, he was uh, the breadwinner, so he he always uh, would provide for our needs. And so together, they taught me about him. They taught me about a loving, everlasting father, that he was going to provide for our needs and that he's a nurturing love that loves us unconditionally all the time. And finally, Jesus, uh, the Prince of Peace, you know, how do we apply this in our life? Well, Uh, When we look at uh, Prince of Peace, the name Prince of Peace is the Hebrew Shar Shalom, which actually means the one who removes all peace-disturbing factors and secures the peace. This instantly sets him apart from those human rulers that we know. And so remember, we can experience peace now, folks, in the midst of a very unpeaceful world. And this is the evidence of Christ living through you now. Is you experience peace, his peace and rest as you're going through this chaotic world or this circumstance you're going through. And that's how you can tell. It's that moment by moment peace, that sign and wonder for the day. That's how he that's how we know that he is in us for the purpose of living through us. Okay. So he never promised a peaceful world. He is the Prince of Peace that uh, provides us peace as we're in him okay so he doesn't give peace he is our peace and so keep that in mind christ himself has brought peace to us ephesians 2 14 tells us christ himself is the is our peace okay so keep that in mind again uh just wrapping this up in a nice little bow for us a child is born <clears throat> okay given to us remember jesus is is he was always there he's the you know there was the second of the trinity god the son and uh so remember he was in the beginning and uh before all things were created and uh and so we uh we know that he is uh Bigger than we ever imagined. You know, when we look at that little manger scene for to us, a child is born and we see baby Jesus in there. But we have to remember that Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us. And so remember, he uh, was always there. He's always been. And so he didn't just come in as a baby, although many of us thought he did. He didn't. And so but he did. He was born. Uh, to us as a child but uh, keep in mind this what, what prophet isaiah is saying here is jesus wasn't just a baby he was the king of kings and the lord of lords so be encouraged have a great day god bless and happy holidays